Good evening, nearly good morning from Mizzou Arena. Gabe DeArmond here. This is the Yingling postgame live show. They've been our partners all through football season. They're going to be with us through basketball season. And I promise there are going to be nights that the partnership and the investment are a little bit more worthwhile than they might feel like it is after this one. 70 to 55, Memphis beats Mizzou. I think I may have figured it out. Guys, I have moved all around this suite. I've moved in every position I possibly can. And there are just streaks of light going across my face. I can't fix it. Maybe these are the same new lights that are on the court. Maybe Missouri just couldn't see all night. Maybe maybe that's what happened. That <laughs> leads to five of 18 on layups and five of a million or six of a million on three-pointers. I don't know. I don't even have the number in front of me. Drew, Drew King joins us now. And, like, Look, we like to break this down from a million angles and, and seem really smart. When you can't shoot the basketball, when it never goes in the basket, you are going to lose. I, it's just not really any more complicated than that. Yeah, well, I'm glad we cracked the case with the streaks of light. That that um, yeah. that explains everything, to be honest. No, um, this it, it kind of felt like a worst-case scenario for Missouri, right? Like, I don't know that you could tell me that they were going to shoot five for 26 in the second half and picture any scenario where they come out with a win right so like you said it, it came down to they couldn't make shots like the offense just stalled out um and i don't think that's going to be something that we see a lot from this team but that's what we saw tonight yeah i want to invite you guys like jared appreciate the uh, two bucks still missouri can buy a two-point basket Hey, if you got three bucks, man, that works better. If you got 16, they needed one of those in the second. Actually, in most of the second half, they'd have taken one, just one point. Mm -hmm. Because I really thought, look, I, this is not hindsight because I tweeted it when it happened. When I felt like that game ended, it was 48-41. Missouri got two or three straight stops. Sean East went to the line and went 0 for 2. Noah Carter went to the line and went 0 for 1. And then Trent Pierce missed a wide open three. You convert on those possessions, it's literally tied. I, I felt like that was when it was over. And I felt like Missouri felt like that's when it was over. And, like, for context, too, they the momentum was building back up for them, right? Ant Robinson got fouled mm -hmm. on a three-pointer, knocks down all of his free throws. The crowd gets back into it. And then, like you said, they come up with two stops and don't come out with points on either of them. Um, and, and that really took the wind – out of their sales at that point, you felt like it was going to be too big of a hill to climb. Um, so yeah, like, it, and it, it was such a big difference between the first and the second half too, um, because I thought Mizzou did look pretty good coming out of the gates. Yeah, it was it was twenty nine to fifteen from that point on. That was with six forty five left in the first half. In the last 26-45, Missouri got outscored 55-26. to 26. I mean, this was just, from that point, it, it, like, it just immediately flipped. And, and Rick Stansberry said it after the game. So did Dennis Gates. And I think we all kind of felt this way. That game was lost in the last six minutes of the first half. Mm -hmm. Like, Missouri had a 14-point lead. And then Mississippi, or I, I said Mississippi State because that's who Rick Stansberry coaches in my mind. Memphis goes into halftime down seven and feels like, oh, cool, we're good. Like, like, we did nothing for the first 13 minutes of that game, and we're only down seven. And, you know, at the same time, if you're Missouri, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, 
those last couple of minutes couldn't have gone worse, but you're still up by seven, right? Right. Um, if you just tighten up a little, you're going to be okay. And they did not tighten up. They, they got even more loose. Um, yeah. The shots kept not falling. I think Memphis opened the second half with a three-pointer. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it, it and could then, not. And Nick Honor hit one, and you thought, okay. And then I don't know the next time Missouri made a shot. Uh, it was it was probably that Ant Robinson free throws to be honest. Yeah, it was you. a long time. Um, and, and so, um, look, guys, I've I've got. I think I'm going to disappoint you all here because I think what you would like is for me to tell you that Dennis Gates was really pissed off in the in the post game and said this is unacceptable. We can't play like this in front of a crowd like this. Guys, I don't know if you've met your head basketball coach, but that's not him. Asked what he would tell his guys after a shooting performance like that. He simply said, keep shooting. This is the way they play. He is not going to get angry. He is not going to make drastic changes. It, it, and is it, I, I think it's fair to say, like, I don't think it'll be this bad again this year. Like, they might lose again this year. They might even score 55 points sometime. But I'm not sure they're going to look this bad for 30 minutes of the basketball. Uh, and there's going to be games where they might lose by more, right? It's only a 15-point yeah, loss right. somehow. Somehow it's only a 15-point loss. Um, but, yeah. It felt I mean, so much worse, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'll, I'll have to go and look back at last year's stats, and this might be my, my stats that stood out for tomorrow, but – uh, I, I don't remember the last time Missouri was 21 percent from the th- from the three point line for a game. Um, like, there's been some nights they were, you know, maybe 30 or 25 percent, but 21.4 percent, six for 28 there. Um, like, that's that's got to be one of their worst outings yeah. since and Gates took over. Combine it with getting absolutely destroyed on the glass. And part of that is Missouri missed a lot of shots. And so there are a lot Mm -hmm. of rebounds for Memphis, but also they gave up 11 offensive rebounds. Um, They've committed one more turnover than Memphis. Dennis Gates kept harping on. They had one assist the entire second half. I mean, that happens when you only make five shots, you know, but um, I mean, it just, it, it just was top to bottom a beating for the last 30 minutes. There's, there's no other way to put it. They just, they got humbled tonight. and but, but we were talking right after the game. Guys, this is not football season. One loss doesn't derail this thing. Mm-hmm. They, they can lose like 10 more times and make the tournament. I mean, it, it, these nights happen. Memphis or uh, Michigan State lost to James Madison. They're probably going to make the tournament. Like, these games happen. Now, I'm not saying automatically that just erase it and Missouri's great and they're going to make the tournament. Missouri's got some questions to answer. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But there's – you cannot panic on November 11th about basketball season. No, absolutely not. Like like you said, Memphis is a good team. Um, They're – probably going to make the tournament I, I really liked what i saw out of them tonight um especially because like it was a lot of newcomers for them and and they seemed to click pretty well um i thought that they did a really good job making adjustments in that second half and, and figuring some things out um so yeah like the sky isn't falling for missouri yet you got to remember too you brought up the boards and how much missouri struggled they're missing a seven foot five guy gabe so let me ask you like 
how much of a difference do you think Connor Vanover makes? Because, like, to me, I felt like Jordan Brown kind of took over the game during that middle eight. Missouri really struggled going up against that kind of size. I think he makes a difference. I don't know if he has the, is athletic enough to make a big enough difference. Is that fair? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like um, like he helps. They don't get – maybe they have a few more rebounds. Maybe he blocks a couple shots in there. Maybe he is the one guy who could throw the ball in the ocean out of a boat on this night. Um, but, but I think they were – you know, and this goes to I, I saw a lot of criticism of Dennis Gates for this game, right? Because the default is when my team loses, it's the coaches, but he coached badly. There you go. Who in God's name should Dennis Gates have played more tonight? Like who mm-hmm. who do you look at and say, Well, that guy really showed me something? We probably should have played him more. I mean, you could say like, like Sean East, get but first Sean East didn't do anything again. in the second. Yeah. Right. Um yeah, I, I don't. There isn't somebody, right? Um, unless you want to go back to Caleb Brown and Mabor Majak, um, who saw minutes in the first half, didn't play in the second. Uh, Jordan Butler um, played in the first half, didn't play in the second. I don't know that any of those guys are changing like, the tide for you. John Tanjay, if he was healthy. Yeah, maybe play Tanjay a little more. Maybe play Tamar Bates sooner. But Kurt I, Lewis I don't think that changes play, but, this. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that changes this game. And here's the one thing that I think – I think Dennis was upset with this, and he doesn't let on he's upset, but he should be. The disappointing part of that game to me is, hey, I can live with the new guys and the transfers and the guys who haven't been here kind of tr- panicking a little bit and maybe letting it get them down. Shawnee's disappeared in that second half. Noah Carter tried to do everything by himself, and it didn't work – like. It was his veterans that just couldn't lead the way out of that. Yeah, I I mean, like Nick Honor, you know, 14 shots in game one, only had six tonight. Um, Sean East, really good first game and a half, didn't have any points in the second, right? Like you said, legitimately took one shot and it didn't count because he went to the free throw line. Yep, and, and, and missed the free throws. Um, and then, you know, Aiden Shaw, you know, had a really, really strong game, um, nine rebounds in the opener, three tonight. Um, and I think Memphis had what 12 second chance points. So, again, that's where I kind of think Connor Vanover comes into play a little bit because, like, that's that's a lot to give up. Um, it's something that they struggled with last year and got by because of how good they were offensively. But when you're not good offensively, like they weren't tonight, that's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And Kurt had just asked, and Kurt, we weren't ignoring your question, uh, who can step up when this team needs a bucket? Like, look, we've seen Nick Honor do that. We've seen Noah Carter do that. Sean East did that in the first half. I actually think at times this year, Caleb Grill will be able to do it. He most certainly was not going to be the guy that did it tonight. Oh, I feel kind of bad for Caleb Grill because I actually think he took. I mean, some he's good a shots. better he was shooter to, than that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like 
it, it just wasn't happening for anybody tonight. And I know, like, uh, in my quick thoughts, too, I know a lot of people are, are laughing at me because I said Sean East kind of disappeared in the second half. Everybody disappeared in the second half. Like, nobody had it going. Um, so, yeah, it's just we already boiled it down. Shots weren't going in, and that's that's all that happened tonight. Shots weren't going in, and they weren't getting anything easy. Like Nick says, not only was Memphis playing – pretty good defense but the the other thing is they weren't turning the ball over there were no runouts there was yeah there was no I mean how many times last year did we see a ball poked away and suddenly Des Moines Hodges at the other end of the court in the second mm -hmm. half and he scores there was none of that in this game and and I'll be honest even if there were I wouldn't have trusted Missouri to make the layups tonight well I mean there were five of 18 on layups yeah that was a big thing that I wrote about coming into this game was that Memphis historically is not a good team at taking care of the ball. And I thought that was going to be an especially important factor considering how many new guys they have. They're not going to have that team chemistry yet. And, you know, they ended up turning it over 11 times. And a lot of those came in garbage time. Um, and, and Mizzou did not make the layups. Um, they, they finished with eight points off of turnovers. Um, so, yeah, they, they did not do a good enough job getting after steals, um, you know, really forcing Memphis to play. Um, and, and I, again, I think it gets back – they got kind of bullied inside, Gabe. I, I don't know that – you know, Aiden Shaw got into foul trouble a little bit. His Carolero struggled um, to yeah. grab some of those boards. He kind of struggled a little bit everywhere, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that was absolutely a big – issue for Missouri tonight well and and I think we forget Javon Quinterly was like an all SEC guard that kid can play man and, mm -hmm. and he did tonight I mean he kind of took over that second half you know and and that's that's a huge transfer addition there's no question and just I I don't know um nothing worked again this team is not yet at full strength but but I want to go I want to go back through uh, some of last year's results real quick, all right? I mean, they started 9-0 because they played legitimately nobody, right? <laughs> they got beat by 28 points by Kansas. Um, a little bit later, they scored 64 points in a loss to A&M, and then three days later, they scored 64 points in a loss at Florida. I remember that week was the week where everybody was like, well, it, it was a nice run, but this is over. This is terrible. And then literally a week after that, they scored 64 points in a loss to Alabama. They did it three times in four games. Mm -hmm. They scored 64 points and, and lost three of four. Um, then Saturday, February 4th, 63-52 at Mississippi State. They were led in points by Dre Golston with 12 and in rebounds by Mo Diara with 10. So, like, the point is, tonight does not mean you suck. It, it could mean you. I mean, maybe Missouri sucks, right? Maybe in three months we're going to look back and go, we should have known it that night. Mm -hmm. But tonight doesn't have to mean you suck. This happened last year, and they were really good. Yeah, I mean – that's kind of what happens when you play good teams too. Like you're going to lose some of these games. Um, and it, th there is a reason every team schedules seven automatic wins. Yes. Right. <laughs> and, and Mizzou intentionally wanted to play in more of these games and play in them earlier on so that they can have some of those tests 
under their belt before they have to start playing Kansas and Illinois and then head into SEC play. So um, there's a ton of lessons they can take out of this game. The, the loss is not going to kill them long term. The, the, this loss alone isn't going to. Right. And you know what? We're not going to learn. Monday's not going to teach us anything. It's SIU Edwardsville. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know when we're going to learn something about this team? Next Thursday at Minnesota. Because yep. that's a game they should win. If they're a tournament team, that's a game they go on the road and win. Yeah. Memphis, you know, or sorry, Minnesota uh, voted last in the Big Ten preseason poll. So it's a high major team, but one that's not necessarily expected to make the tournament. Um, that's absolutely a, a winnable game for Missouri on the road. Um, but the question is, like, can they bounce back? And, and how quickly are they able to bounce back? Um, and. and Ahead, well, I, I was just going to say, I think it's fair. Dennis Gates has been here for what? I don't know, 18 months, 20 months. Like almost everything he's done has been right. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a week to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Gabe. It might be over. It might be over at this point. <laughs> and, and look, guys, I get it. You, you got you get built up for this big weekend. And tonight sucked. I mean, it, it, the last 15 minutes of that game were kind of, well, we see where this is going, and but it, I, I don't know. Um, it's one game out of well, and, a minimum you, of 32. You remember last year, too, they had a much, much worse loss against Kansas, right? I mean, that was a, a beatdown at oh, home. Yeah. And they came back, they, they beat UCF at the buzzer, and then they had a breakout game against Illinois. Um, that's kind of the response that you're going to be looking for in these next couple of games. The college basketball season for me, truly, it starts at the bragging rights game. Like Rick Stansberry said it, and look, this is coach speak. I don't know if Rick meant it or not, but he said that team in February is going to be a whole lot different. Nobody's going to want to play him. I mean, Dennis is a good coach. He's got a track record. Caleb Grill's not going to go one for eight very often. I don't think Sean East is going to have a whole lot of scoreless halves. I don't think Missouri's going to go five of 18 for layup on layups a lot. But, like, they're going to beat SIU Edwardsville. They're going to beat Jackson State, South Carolina State, and Loyola, right? So they're going to be a minimum. They're five and one. And then if they win at Minnesota, they're six and one. Mm-hmm. But again, the season's going to start for me right around the, the last game before Christmas. That's when you kind of start to find out, okay. This is what your team's going to be a little bit going for. Gabe, uh, I, I didn't catch the final score. Do we know what happened with Illinois and Oakland tonight? Uh, Illinois ended up winning by like a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, not a super impressive win, right? Like 11 points against Oakland. Um, uh, that's going to be another interesting game, <laughs> I think, this year. Yeah. And, and um, look, any given night, guys, I mean, just. Drew, I'm assuming you know this. Do you know how many years it's been since a team got through a college basketball season without losing a game? I don't. It's been 47 years. The last team to do it was the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers. Like, they're all going to lose, guys. It's okay. You know, right. I mean, this isn't a top five team tonight. Yeah, probably. I agree. Not top five in the country. I'm not ready to say it's not top five in the SEC because I haven't seen anybody else in the SEC play a minute. You know, um, the other thing I, too, Gabe, is like let's say this team goes, um, what would they do? Like 28, 23 and eight again in the regular season, 
or even take a step back, right? Let's say they go 21 and 10. This loss does not hurt you that much. It really doesn't. So, so game, that's a great point because game two last year, let me look real quick, was a, I got to go in reverse order here. This is weird how they put the schedule. Game two last year was a 92-85 win over Penn. This game helps you more to get in the tournament than that game did. Just yeah, because playing. because when you look at the net rankings, right, Mizzou's biggest um, kind of calling card on its resume was that it had zero bad losses. This still isn't a bad loss for them, Not a bad right? Um, so I, I think it's that by you, too many points, but other than sure. that, yeah. And it's it's still like it's not like a crazy blowout either. It's it's fifteen, but you, it could have been a lot worse considering how badly yeah. they played in the second half. Right. It, it's a good thing they were up fourteen to start, or it would have been a lot worse. Um, good point, Daniel. Look, I just yeah, I, uh, I I I just don't know. Like sometimes you just go. This is one of those like burn the tape games, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks. It's over, and you get thirty more of them, and that's it's. Like, I think the reason we like football so much is because every game does seem like this life or death thing, right? And your season is riding in the balance. But the good thing about being a basketball fan is it just isn't that way. It's mm-hmm. okay. The national champion's probably going to lose seven times, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so I I don't know. It's 1130, and I don't – I don't have anything to sum this up other than it was a terrible night and everything that went wrong could go wrong. And you don't want to have very many more like it, but Hey, move on. Do you want to talk about how the first half went? Cause I thought that there were like some promising moments let's, there. Well, let's talk about what changed because Rick Stansberry seemed to think it was, he put in a small lineup and that neutralized Sean East and that turned everything around. I, I don't know. Is it that simple? Um, I, I think specifically he played Caleb Mills a lot more. Um, and, and that kind of let them have a more, uh, like you said, like a quicker lineup is what Rick Stansberry said. I don't know that it was like as simple as that. Right. I think obviously Missouri got pretty discouraged after seeing what were they at one point, like two for 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, man, that's, that's hard to play through. Um, but, but again, I, I do think it was, they ended the first half a little bit sloppy, right? Memphis came out, had a really good first couple of minutes in the second half. Um, and, and it was, it just kind of deflated the team after that. So here's what went well, Drew. I just looked at Missouri's first half stats. Sean East, Noah Carter, Nick Honor combined to go 10 for 15 in the first half. Mm -hmm. Um, The rest of the team went three for 15. Well, in the second half, uh, Nick Honor, Noah Carter, Sean East combined to go two for 11. And the rest of the team, again, went three for 15. So outside of Carter, Honor, and Sean East, Missouri was six out of 30 tonight. So what happened is those three guys played one good half and carried Missouri to a lead. They had no help in the first half, and then they were also bad in the second half and also got no help in that half. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of easy to slow a team down when there aren't that many options to turn to. In <laughs> when, Missouri, when there aren't any players playing well. Well, like like you said, when there's three players doing well, 
right? And you can key in on those three players and nobody else steps up, you're going to have an issue. And that's what happened tonight. Um, I, yeah. I do think Caleb Grill should get some credit here. Obviously, he had a horrible shooting night, but nine first-half rebounds, Gabe, and, and ended the game with 10. Um, that's something that Mizzou didn't have last year. Obviously, you kind of want those kind of numbers from your bigs moving forward. But, um, you know, Dickie Nutt told me before the season, Caleb Grill is going to be one of our better rebounders. He showed it tonight. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, find it interesting. I don't know if plus minus means anything in the first half. Uh, no, that big run was uh, Missouri's run. Noah Carter was plus 13 and Aiden Shaw was plus 15. I find that interesting. But then in the second half, mm -hmm. Noah Carter was minus 19 and Aiden Shaw was minus 10 in eight minutes. So, you know, I mean, it's just like it just all fell apart, man. I, yeah. I don't really know how how else to put it. But um, well, know, one last thing but, I want to touch on um, the subs that Gates made in the first half. Do you feel like that had like a sizable impact on the outcome, given that, you know, Caleb Brown got what was it two minutes in the first half Mabor Majak got two right. minutes I mean do you feel like that was the right move for Gates I okay I don't think it had a major impact I mean by the time Caleb Brown went to the bench Missouri was still ahead mm -hmm. right like I don't think Caleb Brown and Mabor Majak playing lost that game I also don't understand it and don't think we need to see it again like, is, is that fair? Uh, I, I do think that's fair. Um, you know, Caleb had a nice little cut that Caleb Grill fed him on. But, you know, you're still, like, kind of waiting and, and for credit to Caleb Brown. He did make a layup. A lot of guys didn't do that. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you're still waiting to see it him like break through and, and prove like I'm, I'm a part of this rotation. Like I can be a contributor. It just hasn't happened yet. And, and, I, and maybe this I, I don't is know. It, it feels to me like Dennis is trying to talk us into believing that's going to happen or maybe trying to talk himself and not just with him, but with Mabor, you know, he specifically said he's going to have to play. I mean, you've got 18 guys on this roster. I'm not sure they are going to have to play. Can I tell you what I think happened with Mabor? Yeah. Um, he didn't play in the first game. Dennis publicly apologized to him, tried to make it up tonight by playing him in that first half. Well, he gave up a basket within about 10 seconds each time. And look, again, I'm not trying to single out those two guys. Right. But like immediately we were getting a bunch of questions. What? Why? And and I don't know, guys. Uh, now, look, I'm not going to complain about any second half subs. He was just looking for anything that worked. Mm -hmm. that night, you know? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting though, because he he went to Trent Pierce and Ant Robinson for a pretty extended stretch, and uh, you know, at, on the one hand, I'm thinking, you know, are you sure you want these are the guys that you want out there? At the same time, like they weren't doing any worse than the guys who were playing in right. front of them. So I, like like Trent Trent Pierce went 0 for three, but like I feel like him and Ant Robinson were at least like there was energy and effort there. Mm -hmm. I thought and, Ant and Robinson think, did pretty well. Yeah. Um, oh, for two from the field, point, but got got to the free throw line twice and and hit all five of his foul shots. So yeah, um, I, I think by that point Dennis was going. I don't know if you're trying hard. This is good enough. Th mm -hmm. th that's enough for tonight. Because like 
look, I, I don't think anybody gave up on that game until late. But, I mean, it just seemed pretty obvious pretty early in that second half that this one wasn't going to – I mean, once Memphis went up 48-38, I just thought, I, I don't see how this is going to happen tonight. Yeah. So, uh, hey, good news is everybody gets another chance tomorrow at 2.30. Um, you know, That's it is great. a – Big sports weekend at Mizzou in Columbia. You guys still have a shot at hitting 500. Um, you know, as Kyle says, if that doesn't happen tomorrow, I feel like it's going to be a rough few days around the message board. Um, I feel like people have put a lot into this weekend, and if they're 0 for 2, I feel like it might be tough. But, hey, guys, you know what? Sometimes you lose. Uh, tonight Gabe, is that why you're leaving town? Uh, yes, that is actually uh, just in case there's a loss. That's why I won't be around tomorrow night. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, we still uh, this is the bad part of our jobs is we still have to do them even when they lose. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Smaller crowd. Look, it's 1130 on a Friday night and the game sucked. I get it. Um, but if you are here, I appreciate it. Drop a like, subscribe to the channel, share it, do all those things. Uh, mostly support Yingling. They've been our partner. I promise we're going to have a more upbeat shows for them at some point later this basketball season. This was not a particularly happy one, but grab a yingling, you know, nurse yourself to sleep, wake up, get one in the morning, go to watch the football game. Yes. I just encourage you to drink yingling in the morning. So you're welcome. Um, just tell your wife, I told you it was cool. That'll, that'll go a long way. So, uh, but, but thanks to our partners at yingling, make sure to, uh, to support them all season long. And, uh, We'll have more coming, guys. We still got writing to do. Um, so back at it uh, tomorrow on the football field, Monday night on the basketball court. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, thanks to Alex for running everything behind the scenes and Drew for uh, bringing some class to the occasion with the uh, coat and tie. So we'll talk to you all next time.